Hello, everyone. Happy Easter weekend. Um, so on today's podcast, in, in light of Easter being tomorrow, I wanted to kind of talk about um, identifying with Christ and really in what he did in his death, burial, and resurrection, and how really what Christ did. I mean, celebrating Easter is so amazing, but as Christians, really, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus every single day by walking in the newness of life, really, because his resurrection, his victory over sin and death was our victory over sin and death, because Jesus Christ was our substitute. He came in our place, and he won the a victory that we could never have won for ourselves. And now really we're living in the reality of the resurrection every single day of our lives. And so, you know, that's why I wanted to talk about, you know, what it means to identify with Christ, because it's so important when you're born again, it's so important to renew our minds so that we stop identifying with our old self, that we stop identifying as I'm a sinner saved by grace. You're not a sinner. When you're born again, you've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so it's it's very important in your mind and in your heart that you begin to view yourself in light of what Christ has done for you and that you really stop identifying with the old life. Stop identifying with anxiety and fear and sickness and depression and, and, and bondage to, to sin. Because, you know, even... Even sin, there's 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 Christians that you will hear them say, you know, I just always battle this sin. But but it's so important we realize what Christ has done that it's actually a disgrace to the blood of Jesus to say that you can't get free from a certain sin. That's like saying that Christ's victory over sin's power was not sufficient for you to walk in freedom, for you to walk in total liberty. But really, what Jesus did, having an understanding of what Christ has done is what empowers you to walk in it because the Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So if you don't know the victory that has been won for you, if you don't know what has been wrought for you in redemption, then the devil will just come and steal your lunch. He'll just come and take whatever Christ has purchased for you. If you don't know it, if you don't enforce it, you know, Jesus is seated in heaven. He's praying for you. He's interceding for you, but he said, I've given you all authority. So Jesus has delegated the authority over to you to walk in what he purchased for you. So it's up to us to walk in it. So that's why we have to really understand all that Christ has done. And so, you know, I think too, even just in the religious world, it's so easy to just, you hear people say things like, well, we're, we're just nothing. We're just nothing. And he's everything. And, you know, obviously in comparison to the greatness of God, I guess you could say like, oh, we're nothing, but really God, Jesus didn't come and die for a bunch of nothings. So understand that you have value. Understand that especially now that you're born again, you're not nothing. You're not a nobody. You're not a sinner. You're, you've been born of God. Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you. You are actually carrying everything that your generation needs. You're a carrier of healing power. You're a carrier of resurrection power. You're a carrier of the life of God. You know, there's that song that says, 
It says, I've got a river of life flowing out of me, makes the lame walk, makes the blind see, sets the captives free. So you need to begin to, you know, when you're born again, you need to identify with Christ. Begin to view yourself in light of the fact that Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you, that you've been made alive together with Christ. You've been raised up with Christ. You've been seated with Christ. You're reigning as a king with Christ. And so as you view yourself in light of redemption, redemption in light of his substitutionary sacrifice, you're not going to view yourself as nothing. You're not going to view yourself as a sinner. You're not going to walk around in false humility because there's so many people who walk around with false humility, like this whole like inferiority complex that like, how many know he's, he's the one who does it all. We're just nothing, which yes, God is the one working, but understand that God works through man. God works through you and I, we are the body of Christ. Jesus needs your mouth. He needs your hands. He needs your feet to do, to do his work. He works through man. That's just the way that God has chosen to do it. So we, it's so important, especially with the way that we talk, we need to identify with Christ. We need to stop speaking failure, stop speaking defeat, stop speaking who we used to be, stop speaking of the old self that was in bondage and begin to speak about yourself in light of what Christ has done for you and who he's made you to be. Because really everything that Christ has become through the resurrection is actually what we have become because he identified with us and it was really, he was our substitute. And so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but so I want to talk about identifying with Christ. So before we talk about the fact that we identify with Christ, understand that Jesus Christ first identified with you, meaning that he was fully conformed into the image of man. So, you know, when Jesus came, obviously he took on flesh. So, you know, physically he was conformed into our image. He became a man. God himself became a man because he could not pay the penalty for our sin unless he took on our image unless he was conformed into, into, into man. And so he became human flesh, but understand that he didn't fully become conformed to man until he was on the cross. And the Bible says that he became sin with our sin. So when Jesus was on the cross and when he died spiritually by taking on man's sin nature, right? That's when he was fully conformed to mankind and that he was able to to take our place that he was a legal substitute for all of mankind because he was fully conformed to us in spiritual death in the guise of sinful flesh right so jesus never committed sin but he became sin with our sin so that he could take the punishment that we deserved legally so jesus Jesus was fully identified with mankind on the cross because he took our spiritual death. So understand that before you were born again, you were identified with Adam. Adam committed high treason by breaking the command of God, right? And so the Bible says in Romans chapter five, that through Adam's one sin, death spread to all men. So understand that you were spiritually dead, not because you sinned, but because of Adam's one sin, the Bible says that death spread to all mankind. So legally, even though we didn't sin in the garden, 
legally we were identified with Adam. Adam's brought de- Adam's sin brought death to all mankind. So so really until a person um, is born again through Jesus Christ and receives that identification with Christ. They're identified with Adam and you're in, you're living in the realm of spiritual death. So Jesus, when he came, he identified with, with mankind. He took our spiritual death and then he went down to hell and he paid the penalty for sin. He paid the penalty for our mistakes. He paid the penalty that we deserve. And then the Bible says that when, when the, when the, um, the wrath of God was satisfied or when the penalty and the punishment was fully paid, the Bible says that God in Acts chapter two, in Acts chapter two, when Peter is preaching, he says in, um, Acts 2.24, God raised him up, liberating him from the pains of death, seeing that it was not possible for him to continue to be held by it. So once the penalty for our sin was paid, it wasn't possible for Jesus to be, con- to be held by death. So that's when God raised him up. And then the Bible says, this is so awesome. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was the firstborn from among the dead. So Jesus was the first to be born out of the realm of spiritual death into the realm of life. He was the firstborn, the Bible says, among many brethren. So Jesus Christ was born out of spiritual death into life. And that when he was born into life, that's when it made it possible for us to be born out of the realm of spiritual death and into eternal life. So when you were born again, you were once dead. But the Bible says that now you've been made alive together with Christ. You've been born out of the realm of death into the realm of life. So, so everything, understand that everything that Jesus experienced, we experience with him. And so it's, it's six part. The Bible says that firstly, we were crucified with Christ. We died with Christ. We were buried with Christ. We were made alive with Christ. We were raised with Christ. And we have now been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so the Bible says in Romans, starting from the beginning there, Romans 6 Verse six, it says, we know that our old self was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body of sin might be made ineffective for evil, that we might no longer be the slaves of sin. For when a man dies, he's freed from the power of sin. Hallelujah. And, and, and later on in Romans 6, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for we're not under the law, but we're under grace. The Bible says in Romans 7 that we've been, we have been crucified to, as to the law. So understand that when we were crucified with Christ, hallelujah, the me that was under bondage to sin died. The me that was a slave to sin has been crucified on Calvary's cross, never to return again. So my old self is dead. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not in bondage to sin anymore. And what's so awesome about that, when you really understand you know, if you've been around people who have, you know, lived in deep sin, or maybe you, you come from a past, you know, a family line of just, just deep sin, you understand that sin literally causes people to self-destruct. I mean, literally sin causes people to, you just, when you're in bondage to sin, 
it carries a curse and literally like you basically just self-destruct and in sin is bondage. And you know, if you grew, if you grew up in church and you've never really experienced like the world, I think it's like, you really have to get this understanding. And that's why it's so important to get around people who are freshly saved coming out of that lifestyle, because you see that, that drastic, the drastic change that comes when you, you're, you were once, you know, when you know what it's like to be enslaved to sin and then you're free. It is, I mean, obviously it's life changing. It's like the curse of sin is broken from off of a family line just by one decision to give your life to Christ. And so, you know, I just remember even too, like being in college and it's like people, they, it's so sad because they, they'll tell you, like they'll make a decision. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm just done. Cause you know, whenever you get drunk, all the, you make all these bad decisions and then life sucks for the next week. And you know, and then people are like, I, I'm not going to drink again this week. And then you see them next week. They did it again. They can't, they, they try to get free. They try to change their life, but they can't. It's called bondage. It's called being under the, the bondage of Satan. Satan is the God of this world. And until, until you receive what Christ has done for you, it will always be a continual cycle of repetitive failure, a continual cycle of being enslaved to the things that you don't really want to do. You can try to do good, but still, because your flesh is under bondage to sin, you can't get free without Jesus Christ. But when you give your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that our old self is crucified with him. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. So now uh, that old self that was in bondage to sin is dead. So stop identifying with your old sin. Stop identifying with your past life. Stop identifying with the fact that, oh, I just can't get free from this, that, and whatever. You know, even if you are still dealing with something, begin to declare who you are in Christ. Begin to declare, I was crucified with Christ. My old self is dead. I am free from the dominion of sin. And as you begin to declare that, it will become real in your life. So that's the first one. We were crucified with Christ. We, we died with Christ. So our old self has died. And then the next one says, I was buried with Christ. So understand that what Jesus did in redemption, because he was our substitute, it's as if you were there with him. And legally, in the eyes of God, because he identified with us. So it's as if we were on the cross. It's as if we were buried with him. And then the Bible says that he went down to hell and he paid our penalty, right? And then it says that he overcame Satan and he was raised up from the dead. So his, when he was down in hell paying the penalty for sin, it's as if we were there with him. When he was, when he overcame and triumphed over Satan himself, it's as if we triumphed over Satan. So his victory over the devil is your victory over the devil. You're not trying to fight the devil. <laughs> so understand, we're not trying to get the victory over Satan. You just have to understand that Christ's victory and total triumph over Satan 
was your total triumph over Satan. It's as if we were there with him. And so understand that Jesus Christ defeated Satan as a born again man. So once the demands of our sin were paid for, then the, the then Jesus Christ, the Bible says in, uh, I think it's first or second Timothy chapter three, it says that Jesus was justified in spirit or he was born again because our sins were paid for. And, um, He defeated Satan as a born again man and he was raised up from the dead. He was raised up from the dead. And so understand that the resurrection power of Christ that's at work in you is the power that takes you from the pit. It takes you from the pit of hell that takes you from the lowest of the low and raises you up to the newness of life, causes you to become the righteousness of God in Christ, makes you alive together with Christ, raises you up together with him to reign as a king and seats you in heavenly places. That is what the resurrection power at work in your life does. It causes you to be raised up to reign as a king in life and to walk in the newness of life. And so we were made, that's the next one we were made alive together with Christ so because the penalty was paid death domin- death's dominion was was broken he was the firstborn from out of spiritual death into eternal life and so understand that because he was the firstborn and among many brethren right so now everything that Jesus Christ um, has become, we have become. The Bible says that he, he has been made unto us righteousness. So we now have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. The victory that he has wrought is my victory. So you need to take ownership Take ownership of the victory that Christ has won for you because it's already done legally. But now God's waiting for people to rise up and take, take the victory that Christ has won for us and walk in it. So now you have to view yourself, identify with Christ in the fact that I've been born from out of the realm of death into the realm of eternal life. So, uh, you know, I'm not under the dominion of sickness anymore. I'm not under the dominion of sin. I'm not under the dominion of fear. I'm not under the dominion of depression. I'm not under the dominion of confusion. I'm not under the dominion of darkness. I've been translated out of the dominion of darkness, death, sin, and I've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. I have been born out of the realm of spiritual death. So everything that goes along with spiritual death has lost all relation to my life. So that's why the Bible says, when you are established in righteousness, thou shalt be far from oppression. So you have to begin to view yourself I'm like not even in the realm, like everything that comes along with sin and spiritual death, that is like, I'm not even in that realm. The me that was attached to that is literally dead, crucified with Christ. So I'm not even like, I'm not even attached to that old life. So you have to view yourself that way because so many people still view themselves in light of who they are in the flesh. The Bible says, no, no man after the flesh. Because why? Because you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, one that has never before existed. I... 
Jesus is my elder brother. He was the firstborn from among the dead. And now I've been born out. I've been born of God. I have a new DNA. The Bible says that as many as did receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons and daughters of God. So stop viewing yourself as a nobody. Stop viewing yourself as a sinner. Stop viewing yourself as someone that's in need of a breakthrough, but begin to view yourself as a child of God. I am a child of the most high God. I'm an heir. I'm a co-heir with Christ. God himself is my inheritance. Hallelujah. I'm not poor. I'm not weak. I have triumphed in Christ's victory. I've triumphed over Satan. I've triumphed over sin. I've triumphed over death. Death's power is, has been rendered ineffective over my life. I'm not a fear. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of sin. I'm not afraid of, of anything. Why? Because Christ's victory is my victory. I identify with my elder brother. I identify with God, my father. I no longer identify with who I am in the flesh or where I come from or my educational background or the color of my skin or where I live or whatever. I identify Jesus Christ my elder brother, ha, the firstborn from among the dead. Hallelujah. And I've been born out of that realm. Things don't work for me the same that they work for everybody else. I'm in the realm of life. I was made alive with Christ. And not only that, I was raised with Christ. I have been raised with Christ to reign as a king in this life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So because we are identified with Christ when Jesus's resurrection is our resurrection. Hallelujah. So really when, when you think about the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus, really you think about yourself because the resurrection power that raised Jesus up from hell and seated him in heavenly places is the same power that's at work in me, that's raising me up from one degree of glory to the next, conforming me into the image of the Son of God. Hallelujah. So because Jesus was fully conformed to our image, the Bible says that now you were predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son. So I'm being conformed, hallelujah. I'm being conformed to the image of the son. Legally, we've already been conformed to the image of the son. Before God, he already sees you perfect. He already sees you conformed to Christ's image. But, you know, vitally, there's a legal side to redemption and there's a vital aspect when you actually walk in it and experience it. So, you know, vitally, we're still being conformed to the image of the son, but legally, hallelujah, I've been fully identified with Christ. Hallelujah. In the eyes of God, I've been conformed to the image of the son. I've been raised together with him. I am not only raised with him, I am now seated with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Seated. That means when Jesus Christ sat down, that means the work is finished. There is nothing more that God can do for you than what he's already done for us in redemption. It is, oh, it is a done deal. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. And now the Bible says that when Jesus Christ was seated, that he's put all things under his feet 
feet. And so now, you know, as the body of Christ, we are the feet of Christ. So legally, all things are under our feet, but vitally or experientially, God is waiting for you to take your rightful place as the sons and daughters of God and put all things under your feet, put sickness under your feet, put sin under your feet, put death's power under your feet, put depression under your feet, put fear under your feet. And so now God is waiting for us as the sons of God to fully manifest and take, take what Christ has done for us in his redemptive work from the, from the pit to the, to the throne of heaven. It's up to us to now walk in the reality of what Christ has done for us and make it, make it, you know, and this is practical in your everyday life living, living in a way that I am seated with Christ, you become conscious of the victory that was wrought for you. And this, I'm telling you, this is so freeing because it's no longer like I'm trying to get free from this, that, and whatever. You realize, actually, it's already been done for me. And now I can walk in the newness of life. Sin's power has been broken. I'm now seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that's what it means that the resurrection power of God is at work in us. It's causing us to go from one degree of glory to the next. And we are being conformed into the image of the son in Jesus mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.